listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. He's the fan who beats the man, A.J. Hoffman. Thank you, RJ. Great to be here on a day where, since he moves into the top four, some key players training to play on Thanksgiving, and Aaron Rodgers satisfied foot fetishes around the world. <laughs> what is the Vegas lead? Ooh. Um, <laughs> not that. Let's start quickly, because it's going to be all NFL after that. College football playoffs. We have a lot of interest in this, because from what I can see, as many people have made the Notre Dame bet, maybe more, because our you know audience goes grows and grows. And thank you for that. Is this Notre Dame a five to one bet we made last week has a lot of interested parties? Yeah, and honestly, they're probably sitting the prettiest right now because when you look at the teams ahead of, there's five teams ahead of them now. So the new so CFP rankings: Georgia one, Ohio State moves to two, Alabama at three, Cincinnati four, Michigan five, Notre Dame six, Oklahoma State seven. The only other team with a chance to make the playoff, in my opinion, is Oklahoma, at, and they're sitting at ten now. But since it, uh, Notre Dame's in an interesting spot at six because when you look at the five teams ahead of them, two of them are guaranteed to lose a game. So we can almost look at them as a slot. The Big Ten has a slot, right? Yes. Right, so it's a high state Michigan. Now, again, history tells us it's not going to be Michigan. <laughs> no. But whoever it is, it's a slot. Georgia has a slot. Yes. Now there's two slots left. Right. Now, if Alabama beats Georgia, that's a different conversation. They're, then you've oh, got two SEC in, teams. And, and they're in at that, but they're, they're taking one of the wild cards. Correct. But the fact that they have to play them gives Alabama a good chance to lose a game and be they're, out. They're, they're less than 50%. Exactly. Ohio's, Ohio State. number on that game, Alabama-Georgia is? Four. Georgia favored. Georgia favored by four, yes. And Ohio State-Michigan, obviously, one of them is out. So, really, and Cincinnati's toughest game to come next week, a, 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 a supposed six-point line against the Houston whoa, whoa, Cougars. Whoa, whoa. Projected. Supposed. Okay, okay. But you can bet there's games of the year on that, right? I haven't seen one yet. Okay, so this is your projection. Yes. Now, let's be candid. You're down on Cincinnati. So if you say six, it could come out eight. Could. Yeah, you hope it does. I hope it does. Okay. But in general, they're going to be a favorite somewhere around a touchdown. You think a little less than a I touchdown. think a little less. So what did we do with the Notre Dame bet? We said, and it's something AJ said, unbeknownst to him, he said a brilliant thing. And I had to like mine his typical comments. I pulled it out. Well, you were there for that, right? I, I remember. I didn't, know, I didn't, didn't I, know. You didn't know what you were saying about how it allowed us to find that bet. I did not. And that's what I'm saying. I listened closely, and I'm giving you credit right Thank now. Thank you. But not... You know, half credit, some credit, but we heard it and we said, wait a minute, let's think about the if thens here. Because the human mind doesn't really do that so well. Simulations do that, the human mind doesn't. 
and we thought, well, Big Ten, Michigan State was still in the mix at this time. Yep. We're like, listen, Michigan State, Ohio State, Michigan, there's going to be one of them that make it. We know Georgia's going to make it. Alabama has a chance to make it. If they, or if they win out, they make it. So what's the odds Alabama win out? So we calculated it. And then we said, okay, Cincinnati's ahead of everyone else uh, th- that we were thinking of. That's how, what's their chance of winning out? And then we thought, wait a minute, Notre Dame has this like amazing way to slide right up in there. And because Cincinnati beat him, there's a perception of, oh, Notre Dame's way, way back. But they weren't. And in one week, and let's be candid, nothing's really happened all that unlikely in this week. It's not like everything fell perfectly. The only thing that really happened was Oregon lost. Yes. And we knew Which either. They were under, what was the line in that game? They were uh, three and a half point dogs. And we knew. Either Ohio State or Michigan State was going to be out of the conversation. Yeah, which, yeah, that's already the Big Ten. So it really went the way we expected. Now, if Oregon had won, they have two more games. They would have had the championship. So the odds, I think we figured there was a 12% chance of Oregon winning out at right. the time. So the 88%, we'd be here, Oregon with a loss, either this week or whenever. So all that's left is Cincinnati has to lose. Right and and again, there's two games for them, right? Two games East Car- at East Carolina this weekend, and then the championship game against Houston next weekend. And if that happens, and Notre Dame wins, and they're like a 20 point favor or whatever, right? Notre Dame 19 and a half against Stanford. Okay. Stanford dead in the water. All right, that's it. Cincinnati loses, Notre Dame wins. We're there. Or Alabama loses, and it doesn't matter what happens. Notre Dame needs to win as a 20 point favor. If they win. And either Alabama or Cincinnati loses, we're gold. Now there's a chance some crazy thing's gonna happen. We are gold, and we somehow got that at five to one. Yeah, that is gonna go down. And even if we lose, it's going down in history. Now, and the, the the other thing is Notre Dame. Of all the teams ahead of them, Notre Dame doesn't play a game next week. Everybody else plays another game, so Notre Dame just sits and waits. Yeah, but I don't think they need any. I, I, you're thinking of Oklahoma State. I don't know, man. Notre Dame has the buy. They want them in there. Well, that's what I, the politics lean towards putting Notre Dame in, and that's where the, this conversation started. Was the committee wants Notre Dame in the playoff? Mm-hmm. They just can't put them in ahead of Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. So, but. They're going to do everything they can to get If Alabama loses, Cincinnati wins against Georgia. Cincinnati wins, and let's assume Notre Dame's winning. Cincinnati be third, Notre Dame's going to be fourth. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think, if anything, an Oklahoma State, you could see jumping Cincinnati if we're saying buys. I don't think it would happen, but they're not jumping Notre Dame. I can't imagine. So, like, tell me the scenario if Alabama loses. That and Cincinnati wins. Tell me the and Notre Dame wins. It's going to be Cincinnati third, Notre Dame fourth. It's almost a short thing. The only scenario is Alabama gets in with two losses. That's not going to happen. That's insane. And really, I think we've seen a reevaluation of that because the market thought that a couple weeks ago that it was possible. But with their underwhelming performances, it feels like that tenor feels like just the narratives changed with Alabama. They're questioning how good they really are, I'm hearing more of. So here's the question. Alabama plays Auburn this weekend at Auburn. Let's say they lose to Auburn, which I think is an unlikely thing, but if they lose to Auburn... What's the line? 19 and a half. Okay. They lose to Auburn, and then next week they come out and they beat Georgia? I think they still get in. Oh, no, Gallup- I'm sorry. If they... I'm sorry, you're saying they lose to Auburn? Lose to Auburn. They have zero ch- At that point, their chance is zero. So then the SEC champion doesn't get into the no playoffs? No chance. No, it's not even a chance, I don't think. Because if you get embarrassed the game before, 
But listen, the SEC, no matter how you spin it, they're going to come up with a narrative, the homers down there, that, well, listen, that was a look-ahead spot. That's why excuses <laughs> are, you know, what they say about them, right? That and some anatomy part. Uh-huh. Everyone has them. And I'll tell you this. I, I Listen, I could see – I think if there's, a, if there's a chance for the SEC, Alabama, to be given preferential treatment, they get it. That seems obvious to me. I, don't, I haven't seen one time I thought the SEC, SEC got the bum end of the deal. I mean, like in, in the college – I mean, maybe in a given week. But you look at those final rankings. Since the playoff started, certainly. Well, remember, it was 12 years ago LSU got in the BCS with two losses. Yeah. Well, but also remember there was a time where an Auburn, undefeated Auburn team got left out. But that was a different era. Yeah. Because back then, it, I remember that. USC was one of the teams in Oklahoma, was right? Uh, was it USC in Oklahoma or USC in Texas? It was in Texas. That was, I, I, don't, I don't remember. But okay. either way, it was one SEC team. It was Auburn, USC, and another team. Okay. At the time, no one even thought about Auburn. I mean, it wasn't even a debate that if they were in the top two. It was like a given they were the third best team. I'm not saying that's true, but boy, times have changed. Sure. And they changed pretty quickly because the LSU was 2008, so it wasn't that far. I think the rise of Nick Saban has done a lot for the, the status of the SEC. Yeah, I mean, you think about it, yeah. And LSU being so good throughout most of that time, and then Georgia being, yeah, again, listen. They've been top heavy and good. I don't think that Vanderbilt or the, a lot of those bottom feeders have never been good, right? But somehow that gets excused. But listen, most conferences never, the bottom teams are bottom. Sure. But let's agree to the following all of our thousands, if not tens of thousands of people that follow this bet, we're sitting pretty. And it, it, I love sitting pretty when it doesn't seem like we even have done anything all that hard. <laughs> right, because things can fall your way, but I really say like it, it, it was almost like we saw around the bend, and the the book. I just like the bookies being dumb and me just taking it. I want to punish them for their stupidity. Cockroaches, cockroaches. Yeah. You were correct. USC and Oklahoma played for the national championship in the Orange Bowl that year. I have a little bit of knowledge in the college football. Not like you, though. Not like you. All right. Any th- other thoughts on the BCS? No. Or on the college football playoff. No. So everything went. Nothing looks bad. Like Notre Dame didn't fall back. Everything looks clean. Everything. Moved, everybody moved in the right direction. They're supposed to. The one thing that did happen was Baylor moved into the top ten, which, like I and said, did that before, feel a little bit much. It just felt like they're setting it up for if they want to push a Big Twelve team in. If Oklahoma State wins, they would play Baylor in the Big Twelve championship, and that would be another top ten win for them if they decide to push Oklahoma State ahead of Cincinnati. Now, by the way, Cincinnati is now minus one. To make the playoffs, and they were—it's the first time they've been favored. Yeah, but let's kind of lead with the lead. Last week, I gave out Cincy plus two fifty. Yes. Now you were all along saying no chance, no chance. Cincy cannot make it. Now we've got another bat. I, I, just out of respect for you, I won't bring up how you can bad. bring it up. I think Oklahoma's going to lose this week anyway, so it's not going to matter. So you're just hoping the team that you thought would jump Cincinnati Absolutely. is so bad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But if they win, you, we're in a bet. They have to win twice. If they win twice, we're in a bet that is like 95 5. Like if the bet gets to, it's going to be um, decided, meaning we had scenarios that was no bet. You you pretty much took a bet that you had about a one in twenty chance. Of I feel like I'm about one in ten, but still, <laughs> but, the but, point is made. But nothing has happened. Like it would have to go this way for the bet to ever settle. Yes. You want to say anything? You want to say you were right. Okay. <laughs> 
No, but isn't that the beauty of this stuff? You're brilliant. Oh, it's the beauty. But what I'm saying is you're brilliant at what you do. I'm brilliant at what I do. Maybe what I do is a little bigger. Maybe it's a little more important. But it's still, when the two sides battle, it's, it's, it's like a... You know what it's like, all joking aside, people, like, you grew up in an area, there were fights, right? Like, when sure. you were a kid, it wasn't like you never saw a fight, right? Yeah. You grew up, what, outside of... Uh, Houston. Houston, okay. And then you went to the service when you were, like, 17, so you were a rough and tumble dude, is... A lot of people, when they fought, why are there so many fights in the inner city or in the, t- the tougher area, I guess tougher precinct, but in the less, let's say, affluent areas? Because people don't feel like they have uh, respect they deserve, and the only way they know how to get it is by that kind of thing. Right? It's not going to be, I'm going to go and you know get this scholarship or whatever, because no one's there oftentimes to teach that, right? Or even show them the way. I grew up in an area that was more like you. It's a small town, but all coal miners. Do you think those dads didn't want their kids fighting? It was like sport. It was, yeah, they had no problem go. with Let's it. Let's video this. Sell it. <laughs> so, and you know what? I mean, I did okay. I mean, I wasn't, you know, hey, I got out of there for a reason. But to some degree, to have this opportunity to kind of see how strong you are, but in this case, it's mental, isn't that what all life is? Business, the girlfriend you can get. It's all about trying to gain respect in this world that doesn't want to give you any respect. I feel like I'm Cincinnati and you're Georgia. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Dan Campbell says Jared Goff projected to play now. The Lions three-point favorites hosting the Bears. So here's what I want to do. I like I don't like teasing too much or whatever, but that to me is the the triple like we have. So let's do the other two Thursday games first. We'll, and then we'll do that one last. You agree? Sounds All good right, to me. So we'll go Dallas the second, favored by seven and a half, hosting the Raiders. So this game's in Dallas. I was listening to a podcast on The Ringer, and they were talking about how Thursday, there was an NFL guy on there. I can't remember who it was. Um, and he said, Thursday games, Thanksgiving games specifically, on the road sucked. And because and it stunk, however you want to say, I don't want to say it like that necessarily. And and his thinking was, hey, you don't mind playing, you don't mind working, but then you got to travel home. You're missing all the festivities. There's no sense you're connected to your family. You got to wonder, the Raiders. Is it me or is this like the worst possible time, a, a time where there's a lot of emotional tumult and turmoil? You could say, man, having to get dragged away. I mean, do you think they're? I think they're dreading this trip. You know, how often does an NFL team dread a trip? I would make the case they're dreading it here. I'm not sure how you can bet the Raiders. I'm not saying you have to bet Dallas, but there's so many questions about their emotional state. I think they're unplayable. And the Cowboys get some good news. Looks like C.D. Lamb practiced today on track to play tomorrow. And don't mistake what I'm saying. I'm not saying you've got to play Dallas. In fact, I'm not playing Dallas. But I'm saying I'm not sure how you play the Raiders. And if you can just eliminate one side... Because of a good reason, and and your decision is pass or play the other side, that simplifies your handicapping life, which is a really good thing. Next game. The Buffalo Bills minus six at the New Orleans Saints. You've got a strong take on this one with some numbers to back it up. Saints, and here's the thing about the NFL, and you know this even if you're not a batter, you know this even if you're not a winning batter, but think about it. 16 games, 17 now. There's not a lot of games to really figure stuff out. 
You wish everything stayed the same every game. It doesn't. Injury to the left tackle means a huge deal. He misses two games. Now the whole season, you got to look at those stats and say, how do I adjust those? It's not easy. Saints over the season look pretty good, AJ, but you're making the point the current reality isn't as good. Yeah, the current reality is the Saints are missing both tackles. They will not have Alvin Kamara for the game. They're still without most wide receivers, still no Michael Thomas, and they're on a backup quarterback in Trevor Simeon, who's playing worse as the season goes on. And that's an example as his tenure as starter, yes. right? And I would make the case that that happens a lot with a physically limited quarterback, that they have the brains, they have the experience even. But as the defenses see what they're doing with him in this system, here's how we stop him considering his limitations. First game or two, they don't have that film. Right. And and I think that the Bills, I, I still have a lot of questions about the Bills offense. Well, thank God. I think the, the way to attack this game is a, a Saints team total under. All right. So before you give that, and this will be a little bonus bet from you, would you agree it's analogous, the Saints injury situation, playmaker, dearth, lack of, Today, coming into tomorrow's game, comparable to last week. Yes. All right. And what numbers did we see last week? They were 24th out of 30 teams by EPA last week. So they put up on offense. On offense. They put up 29 points against the Eagles. It was not a good offensive performance. So this is like bottom third of the league, and Eagles defense versus the Bills. You gotta like the Bills. You would like the Bills defense, who by the way, the Bills get their middle linebacker and their defensive tackle back that they were missing last week. So, what's your recommended bet to get at this? Under twenty and a half team total for the Saints. And if you're not familiar with this, you can bet how many points a given team is going to score. He's going under twenty and a half. Remember, twenty one is a key number, but doesn't mean it's a bad bet. It means this is the market, and you expect not a ton of points from the Saints. Okay, finally, Chicago on Thursday. Finally, Chicago is at Detroit, Matt Nagy and all the drama there. And right now, Chicago is favored by three. We all agree on this. Fez, me, you. Why don't you start, AJ? We like Detroit, the underdog. Yeah, I think there's all the turmoil about the coach there with, with Nagy is really the opposite of what's going on in Detroit. I think Detroit's players, despite the fact that they've lost so many games, they seem to love Coach Campbell. They love to play for him. They're getting the best effort they can give every week. They don't have the most talent. But this is also the most winnable game left on the schedule for the Lions. I think you get an A-plus effort here from Detroit. I think it is noteworthy is the idea that zero-win teams historically are humongously profitable long-term. Once you get past the fifth game, sixth game, there's different ways to look at it. But once you're on six, you pretty much want to play these teams blind. If there's ever a message on how betting isn't about just picking the best teams, it's that one. Hey, R.J. Bell, I've always listened. This is someone I was talking to. I've always listened to you, and uh, if you just had one tip for me, how do I beat the NFL? And I'd look and see if the guy looks smart, and if so, I might tell him something else. But if he didn't, <laughs> I would say something this simple, is take all the winless teams after their own 5 and just bat them blind, go to bed. And you know what? That's going to beat almost 98% of people. Now, it's hard. It's not that many games, but it's a great system. Why? Because everyone's so biased against. They, they so disdain the losers that are winless. They don't want to bet that horrible team, which means their value. There's value there. It's all about price. It's like buying a house next to the chicken rendering plant. You know what? If you don't have a sense of smell, buy that house. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I agree with you. I like Detroit here, too. Fez does, too. And my thinking here is, also, 
you said something I didn't agree with 100%, AJ. You said he's, they're always giving a good effort. Maybe they're trying, but Detroit seems to have this oscillating back and forth. One game's pretty decent, next game's crappy. As you look at it, I just think they put so much mental or emotional energy into some of these games, like they did against the Rams. They're just spent the next game. My feeling is, though, and again, it's a short week, so you can make the case, oh, if there's ever a time they're going to be spent. And I'm concerned about that. Golf right now, we're thinking he was trending to play. What's the latest on that? We got anything? The latest is that Coach Campbell said that Goff is a, he expects him to play tomorrow. Now the fact this line hasn't moved off of that really makes me like this bet because there's no way Goff is not an upgrade. He's an upgrade. I also think Campbell's going to be the type to say Thanksgiving is our home. This is when we make our statement. Yeah, I expect to. And let's be candid, Nagy. And all the distractions? How in the heck could that be anything but negative? Well, and also they finally started to get some offensive, you know, rhythm with Justin Fields. Now they don't have him. Yeah. All right. So best bet official for the show. We'll just make this a show best bet on Detroit. Now we're jumping to Sunday. The New England Patriots minus six and a half at home against the Titans. Okay, this one's simple. The line has been adjusted too much. Should we bet tennis? And when I say adjusted, I mean in favor of New England. I mean, if you were to bet this game last week, not last month, not last year, last week, so it would have been before New England played their game and before Tennessee played theirs. New England was favored by two and a half points. Now they're favored by six and a half. You know, I think that's four points. No, <laughs> three. If, there, if there's not injuries, there should never be a time the line moves like that. Never. The most you can upgrade or downgrade a team is a point in a week, unless there's injuries. And thus, the most net effect can be two points. This is four. That means you, you can't really play New England. I don't think you want to play Tennessee here either. Because I think New England was so underrated before that maybe we're starting to get to the right number. I... If I, you know what's funny? If I had to play this, I would play New England. But I can't play with that kind of move, so I'm going to pass. Well, we talked about the Saints' lack of offensive weapons and how Belichick will make you play left-handed, take away your best weapon. Mm-hmm. The, the Titans' best weapon may be taken away already because A.J. Brown didn't practice today, and they're mm, already without really? Julio Jones, already without Derrick Henry. So if they're without him, I don't know what they do to score points. It's very well said. And you know what? I, if you're a New England guy, you don't want A.J. Brown to play. But even if he does, you don't. with Belichick having zero playmakers or one playmaker is almost the same. He's going to take that one away. Now, obviously, that weakens his other areas to take away one. So you'd rather, if you're New England, no one play that's good on the other team. But at best, Tennessee's going to have one playmaker. And usually, New England does exceptionally well against those teams. The Houston Texans favored... By two and a half points against the Jets. So this means these are even teams. Yeah. Maybe Houston a little bit better. Now we got Wilson playing. How do you account for the fact that Wilson wasn't going to play? Then there's a COVID outbreak and now he's playing. It makes me think that the coaching staff, it was more of a coaching decision mm-hmm. than a health decision. Which is really exposing them right now. Yes. It's kind of embarrassing. It's almost like you're in a dressing room with the girlfriend, you're acting like, and then all of a sudden something falls from, I'm not saying this happened, but, and then it's like you're going to sheepishly pick it up. It, yeah, it, <laughs> I think that's what's happening here. I think that's what's happening here. And I'm not sure it doesn't affect the rest of the team. They're thinking, was Wilson, no, were they in on it or were they thinking, I thought Wilson was hurt? To me, and you're hearing some Sala backlash. Sala backlash. I don't like. Listen, Houston 
They got a win last week. They got two. You got under four, right? Under four and a half. Well, you got the good number. Early number. I heard someone that had four on Twitter, I respect, saying they think they're a short loser. So that means you lose, too, if it goes to five. If it goes to five. So right now, would you rebat it? Uh, no. They've exceeded expectations. They have. Well, especially when Ty- they're a different team when Tyrod Taylor's there. But he was entering the year when you batted, Tyrod was there. Yep. If anything, they've fallen far short because they've had. They Tyrod Taylor has highly exceeded any expectations uh, I had of one, him coming. One in. and a quarter games before the season, before he returned. But we were talking about Tyrod's return. Like but the, every game they've looked good has been with him. I agree. All right, let's keep going. All right, the Philadelphia Eagles minus three and a half at the Giants. Now, we told you right here, we told you, Philly's being backed by the pros. What's it been, a month ago? Yep. We said, secret style, it's hard to kind of see it when you look through the numbers, though. It's like Philly has been getting backed hand over fist, taking off the rubber band, Philly, Philly, Philly. You know what? Those sharps are pretty sharp because Philly's a lot better than people think you or thought. You can't look at their stats without demarcating the Detroit game when they started running like it was 1984 or 85, and they haven't stopped. And I tell you, AJ, I agreed with you. Hey, last week, Saints defense, really good again. They ran through them like they were nuts. If they can run against the Saints, who can't they run against? Well, the Giants sit 30th in DVOA against the run. But really, <laughs> if New Orleans was one of the best run de- and the, they, were. they weren't all banged up on, I mean, I got to tell you, this Philly team, I'm looking at them to make the playoffs, in, obviously in the NFC, obviously, or I think a wild card. But I'm telling you, I feel like the market's caught up to some degree. And I'm not sure there's a ton of value here, but I'm not betting against Philly. For me, it's Philly or pass. I think they're expensive, though, kind of like New England. Tampa Bay minus three at the Indianapolis Colts. And we had a little fun yesterday because I looked initially and I thought Tampa's getting two and a half because I had the line transposed. I said, gimme, gimme, gimme. And AJ and Fez are going, <laughs> they're laughing and stuff. <laughs> and they're saying, I mean, actually, we got a recording here. And it's kind of weird of how you laugh. Let's see if, if this makes any sense. I mean, that, that was me yesterday. It's kind of rude. But lo and behold, we wake up today and the line's gone up. That doesn't have doesn't that vindicate me? That at two and a half, it's like I liked it, you know. But but it's like I was so right. It could go up a half point from even the wrong line, which was the right line. <laughs> Do you love Colts at this point? Uh, no, I, well, that, Fez, that was Fez's pick, I first know, but of I'm all. I'm just saying, you, you were laughing. I mean, you heard you laughing. I that. was just laughing that you've got the numbers transposed. I, don't, I didn't disagree with you. Uh, well, I got the plus minus sign transposed. Yeah, when I thought you were minus two and a half, I didn't disagree with you. And it is interesting because I think the case could be made. Most Sharps liked, most Sharps liked Indianapolis when it was Tampa minus two and a half. But not all sharps and not the biggest batters because they unloaded. I mean, this Colts team, I give them a ton of respect, but I think that Bills game is going to be a little bit confusing because I'm not sure the Bills are all that good, but it's a statement win, and now the Colts are being looked at in an entirely different light. And we always talk about who tries to run against the Bucks. Why, why even waste your time trying to run on the Bucks? And if the if the Colts can't run on the Bucks, you're counting on Carson Wentz to beat Tom Brady. I don't like your odds. You're making a great point is if there's one thing we know in the NFL, the entire NFL, it might be Tampa Bay's run defense is the most short certainty we could have of who's going to stop whom. And if that's true, and I think it is. Now, Vita Vea, is uns- he may play this game, I heard. Yep. 
if he doesn't, oh, he is expected to play. It just flashed. If he plays, and maybe this move was driven by that. Maybe it went from questionable to you know the whispers. You know, I think in this matchup. A player like him matters a lot. Well, it's the only thing that matters in a way because what we're saying here is the only way this line really makes sense at three is if Indy can't run and they got to throw and Carson Wentz is thrown forty times. Look out below, right? Right. And if they can play a, a, a mixed game, if they can a, a varied game, both run and pass, the Colts are going to do fine. And I would like to if if I knew Colts could run even decently, I'd want to take the dog. If I knew they can't run, I want to take Tampa. Vitavea playing kind of tells us they're not going to be able to run, and the market's moved to three. Against a team that's been, you could make the case the Colts have been as impressive as any team in the last six weeks, eight weeks even, six, seven, but somehow they're a three-point home dog against a team that's lost two of the last three games? Welcome to the NFL. (laughs) Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get back into it. Take a look at Atlanta minus one at Jacksonville. There's a sense of Jacksonville getting better, but it certainly isn't the offense. And I get Trevor Lawrence is the savior and all that. Ah, Trevor! I, I, no one can say it hasn't been a huge disappointment. But if you look at Atlanta, a lot of people are like, oh, Matt Ryan's got some juice left. I tell you, you look since they lost the main receiver, Ridley. I don't think so. So I'm not anxious to play either team. Carolina minus two and a half at Miami. Cam's return, I think, has been meaningful. Now, obviously, Washington covered last week against Carolina, but I think Cam's better than Baker Mayfield. And I know that's not saying a lot. I also think the emotional boost probably dissipates now that it's going to be the third week, effectively. And they're also seeing the way they're using Cam, which means the defenses can adjust. I actually like, uh, I, I lean strongly to Miami. Bengals minus four and a half hosting the Steelers. This line opened up, if you looked at it, even on Monday, the line was three and a half. So we're seeing some real Cincinnati money moving it to four and a half. Pittsburgh played on the road. Now they're flying all the way back, and now they're back on the road. Oh, man, I wanted to play Cincy here, but is Cincy really multiple points better? At two and a half, I play Cincy and don't look back. This feels expensive, but I think the line's right. I don't want Pittsburgh. And is it one of those, let's go get them, where where our backs are against the wall spots for Tomlin? Yeah, but boy, when you have five, six of those a year, you don't know which ones they're going to be able to be up for. LA Chargers minus two and a half at Denver. You know, you've got a good point here with Teddy Bridgewater and the disappointments on defense for Denver. Yeah, the, the expectation, why? Everybody was high on Denver coming into the season. They were so good on defense that a game-managing quarterback like Teddy Bridgewater could get them through the season. But it turns out injuries or for other reasons, the Denver Broncos' defense is average to below average, and that leaves you with a game-manager and a below-average defense. You're not nearly what expectations were. Next game, San Francisco favored by three against, and they're hosting Minnesota. Now, what I'll say about this game is that San Fran 
has broken through from the underrated, really good team with or good team with a bad record to hey, they're a good team. And Minnesota is the same thing. I would say these are the two most mm, underrated by the totally uninformed. If you had a power ranking for someone that just watched a little bit of football and read the paper, whatever, like a casual fan, they probably have San Fran and Minnesota so much lower than the Sharps do because Minnesota's record is not near as good as how good they are. They're better than the record, and San Fran is better than the record. Why San Fran's favored by three here, which is when they have one of the worst home fields in the NFL? I lean Minnesota, but I think both these teams are kind of squares favorite, or I'm sorry, Sharps favorites. And the squares are going to think, oh man, these are even teams. And the Sharps are thinking these are even teams, but the Sharps think they're really pretty good teams, and the Squares think they're really bad, but there's no chance to take advantage because they're playing each other. Ravens minus three and a half hosting the Cleveland Browns. I am not saying this is true. I'm saying, could it be true to the point we should consider it? The following. Lamar Jackson not playing last week got more kind of snide comments from professional broadcasters than anything I've ever heard in that kind of similar situation. It feels like there's some whisper going around that some people have heard that they believe that's negative to Lamar and him missing the game was somehow representative of that. I'm telling you, I've never said this before. So I'm not sure, but if we see something coming out that there was real turmoil in Baltimore for something with Lamar around this time in the net, you know, in the future, I will not be surprised. I cannot bet Baltimore because of that because I really believe it's a real chance. And listen, Baker's so beat up. I'm not sure how you bet Baker. Okay, so we've covered all the games but the best bets. I'm RJ Bo. We're straight out of Vegas. AJ, we're going to do your best bet first. First, a little business, though. Yeah, if you're dealing with a dead battery, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So, next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number one battery destination. All right, so best bet of the week, AJ Hoffman, college football. Western Kentucky plus one and a half. Wait a minute, you're joking. I'm not joking. All right, another, against way, Marshall. another directional school. Uh, right? They've won six games in a row, they found a great rhythm after a slow start to the season. Now that their quarterback and receivers all transferred in in the offseason, they found a rhythm. There's not a defense in Conference USA who can stop them. Kind of under the radar is their defense is playing a lot better, too. Marshall has slowed down. That's bad news against this team. Total sits at 75. Western Kentucky's got offense and defense. Marshall has only offense. I feel much better about Western Kentucky plus one and a half. That's your best bet of the week. That is my best bet of the week. Oh, People are going to be clamoring to watch that game. I can't. <laughs> my best bet. Is in the NFL. It's Aaron Rodgers, but and his COVID toe. I don't believe in COVID toe. <laughs> now listen, I believe in COVID. I don't know about COVID toe. I mean, I heard there's some websites about it. I don't. If it's a, <laughs> is it one toe or is it a foot? I don't know. I know he's a little discombobulated. It seems, but this line makes no sense. No sense. Green Bay, and listen to this, has the best home field advantage. In the NFL right now, and it's not really close. They have the best home field advantage. It could be three points. It's three points. They're pick them here. That means the Rams are three points better than them. They're not. And listen, with Woods gone, OBJ in. I think eventually OBJ could be equal. I accept that, but he's not going to be like his second game or whatever. This t- and then we got Von Miller. Is he going to be meaningful? Yeah, they're off the bye. Okay. 
that might be worth a little something. Green, this is just where the line's wrong. I don't know if it's the politics of people against Aaron Rodgers, but boy, Green Bay is being disrespected. Their defense is playing better. Pick'em is a great bet. It's my best bet.